The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. <laughs> Andy Brownell with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Back to Saturday already. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. I can tell by your good morning. You have a lot more energy this morning than I do. So <laughs> I, you might have to you might have to carry me a little. It's been you a have, long week. You have the post vacation need for another vacation. Oh my gosh! Well, that vacation was very very relaxing. But yeah, I came back and you know when you're gone for a week, you come back and you make up for it, right? So yeah, it's Things just pile up. Nat- nature of the beast. Speaking of piling up. In addition to my workload that I had to catch up, before we left, we thought it would be a good time to, um, we have a big room under our garage called a pre-stressed room, right? And yep. we we still had the original carpet from 18 years ago when we built this house. And that room was used for all the kids to slumber in. So, you know, all our years during the Rochester Better Chance years, we'd come over here with the kids on the weekends or to hang out or to rest, relax, whatever. And there were more cans of pops built on that carpet. And we'd move <laughs> move a piece of furniture here and move a piece of furniture there to hide the stains. I mean, it was bad. So we decided that had to get replaced. Well, it's such a big job. And before we left, we took all the furniture out of there and stacked it into the bedrooms and into the front room because the living room down there has tile, so we didn't have to worry about that. Anyway, we left with that room empty, came home to new carpet in there. Then we had to quickly move everything from the bedrooms into there so they could re-carpet the rest of it yesterday. So they've got it all finished. So... Guess what we're going to be doing this weekend? <laughs> Putting everything back where it belongs. Yeah. And what, but you know what? That, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, for I'll put back the very bare minimum, and the rest of it has got to go. I just have way too much stuff. I don't know how I've accumulated it. When we originally built this house, it was only going to be for weekends and summer, and it was going to be really simple, and we weren't going to have all kinds of stuff. Well, then, as you know, we moved here because of taking care of Scott's dad first and then my parents and just logistically. Well, you just accumulate so much stuff. And I said, it's not all going back. It's not all going back in those rooms. We are going to get rid of some of it. So that's what we're working on. And it'll be, I mean, not today. Today I have to work, work, but Saturday, all day, um, like I'll be done working by probably two o'clock because I have got showings and all kinds of appointments, but by this evening, and then Scott says, well, we have to be, we can't do it tomorrow because tomorrow's football. I'm like, yeah, it's got to get done. It's got to get done sometime, but lots of stuff to get. Scott doesn't need to watch the Chiefs. They're not doing very well this year anyways. Well, they're they're playing early in the morning because they have that Uh-oh, London game. game yep. So I said, fine, you can watch the game early in the morning, and then we have all day to get stuff moved. But anyway, we'll get it done. I saw an article along this, these lines that the headline was, your kids really don't want your stuff. And oh. it was basically that the get it out of there, clean, clean up the stuff, and, and maybe approach your kids and say, hey, uh, 
of all the stuff we have, is there stuff you really actually want us to keep and and you you also treasure, and then the rest of it you can just do whatever with because you know we have this illusion or delusion, probably a better way of saying it, that you know our 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 kids will somehow treasure all this crap that we've accumulated all these years. Right. I ha- I found um, a big plastic bag under. You know how you have that storage under your staircase. Yeah. Yeah. I found this big plastic bag of T-shirts that I saved. I was always going to have the T-shirt quilts made. You know how you see those quilts made out of all the T-shirts from the different tournaments and whatnot. And I thought, okay, I'm either going to get those quilts made or throw these things away because I'm not going to keep this big bag of T-shirts. And my mom, oh my gosh, my mom used to love to buy Jenna Beanie Babies oh. and <laughs> and Barbies and Barbies. So she has all kinds of Barbies still in their boxes, and she has tons of Beanie Babies. I'm like, what do you do with all this stuff? The Barbies might still be worth some money. Not yeah, so yeah, yeah. Beanie Babies. Yeah. Well, I don't even know about the worth some money, but do kids even want them anymore? You know, who knows? But <laughs> anyway, so it's just that kind of stuff. So you're right, though. I mean, after losing both parents last year and cleaning out first the house that they lived in for 50 years and then the house that we moved them into... It's hard. It's a lot of work. And I don't want to leave that. I don't want to leave that work for my kids. So I don't want to have stuff that I don't need. I just really do want to simplify. And I will tell you that has come from selling real estate because when I go into people's homes and they are just overwhelmed with stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a big job to move from here to your next place. So I'm trying to, you know, not that I'm planning on moving anytime soon, but I just want to make it simple and do the work while I'm fit and healthy and and can do the work, right? Yeah. And then just it's just a simpler way to live when there's just not clutter and piles and tubs everywhere. So when we moved into this house a million years ago, we were more or less newlyweds. And <laughs> we moved in, all of our possessions fit in the back of a pickup truck. Oh, boy. It was stacked up pretty high in the back of the pickup truck, but it did fit. Oh, wow. Not the case today. No, it's probably going to take you just a (laughs) few pickup trucks or maybe one semi to get out now. Probably the semi. (laughs) It's amazing how much stuff you can keep. Well, you know, just like I was talking about that little um, area under the steps. So we didn't do the traditional door at the end of the hallway. We did a door inside of Jenna's bedroom. So it's like this little mini door. And then her and her girlfriend went in there and they painted all the walls a different color. They were about 13. And so there's a pink wall and a purple wall and a lime green wall, orange wall. And so... I needed to put new carpet in there, too, because the carpet was old, right? So I took it all out, and I thought, oh, my gosh, we have a lot of boxes of photos and oh, you know wow. all those other things that I found. So it's a lot to go through, but I'm going to yeah. try. I'm going to try. Well, you try to get organized. Better for you to go through it. Right. Than to leave it, to, leave it know, for somebody else to go with, through it. Well, my mom and dad, when it was finally time to get them out of the house that they had been in for more than 40 years, they really weren't up to the task anymore. Right. And it was very, very upsetting for them. To I was just going to say that. that. 
I was just going to say that the older you get, the harder it is to detach from things. So like now I realize it's just stuff that I don't need. But, you know, the older you get, the more you think, oh, do I want that? I don't want to. I want to hang on to this. This reminds me of yeah. this or that or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be tough and I'm going to just really Okay. Think, think organization. Think Nerve fresh. Nerve of steel. That's it. So you're yep. mentioning the, the room with your daughter painting and stuff. When this yeah. brings up the story of moving my parents out of that house, um, the room that was occupied by my sisters, which they shared, uh, was piled full of, it was the accumulation room, let's put it that way. Yeah. So when that was all cleared out, the... Uh, the evidence of their teenage years was still on the walls from the 1960s, early 1970s, and it was as if you went back in time and it was hippie dumb again. All the uh, flower power funny? stuff painted on the walls. It's so fun, though. I do. I mean, I will find houses in my. You know, when I'm out going to listing appointments or showing houses where you do feel like you've walked right back into the 60s or right back in the 50s. And some of the people have kept everything immaculate. Like there are a lot of houses in Pill Hill where you'll go in and they've got the little um, tiny square tiles that make up the bathroom counter and the bathroom walls. You know, they're like teeny tiny. I don't even think they're an inch. They're like Maybe maybe an inch, but I remember those. It, yeah, yeah, and there's there's green and there's blue and I've seen yellow and they're perfect from the day that house was built and those tiles are still perfect. It's almost a shame to tear them out. So it's kind of a good thing that you know retro is definitely a thing. People, there are people that are really into that mid, um, you know, mid century modern. Mid century, yep. Yep. Yeah, kind of look. So that's good. There's something for everybody out there. there not There's not a lot of anything for everybody <laughs> out there right now. We're still dealing with a definite um, housing shortage for sure. All right. Well, we need to take a break already, Robin. We'll do that and return in a moment. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. We're chatting with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. And, of course, this show is about the... Rochester area, real estate market, and you mentioned the ongoing shortage of inventory. Robin, is maybe do you have an update on what is happening in our local marketplace? Um, I do, and it's kind of sad. So, I mean, people think, oh, the real estate market is bad. No, what's out there is selling, and selling pretty quickly. Um, I'll tell you that the analysis of the sold properties for the last six months reveals a median sold price of 315000 and 10 days on the market. Wow, that's actually surprising. Yeah, well, that's, that's because well because the median sale price has been three fifteen, so it's the lower 
priced houses that are selling. We get up into the five, six, seven, eights with the interest rates being the way they are. They're sitting around longer. People are not doing the move up. The people who are new to town and still have to have a house because they've got a new job or the people that got married and they just don't want to stay in that apartment anymore because they want their new dog or now a baby's yep. coming or whatever. But those are, they're buying that, you know, Entry level, isn't that sad to think 315,000 <laughs> is entry level? But I mean, it really is. And then this is interesting. The houses that have actually sold the fastest in the last six months are 1.3 million to 1.4 million. What? Well, and that's because once you get that high, they Unpaid don't care cash. about the, yeah. they don't care about the interest rates. Okay. So it's the, the normal average people buying that first time home or the pretty wealthy people who aren't going to be as um, affected by interest rates that are doing great. And it's the majority of the people who want to do the move up or, you know, want to buy the more expensive house that are having, you know, those are the ones that are having a hard time. Well, I mean, we- I'm not going to say having a hard time, but a harder time. Well, we've talked about that before, that a lot of those folks took advantage of either refinancing or getting into a home when the rates were crazy low, and now they don't want to drop that rate. Well, and it's just too hard. It's just too hard because, you know, when they get the new rate, they're... Their payment's going up. Now, the good news is a lot of those people have a lot of equity in those homes. So therefore, when they sell, they're going to take that equity paid down on the loan. They're not thinking about that part. And so then their payment isn't going to be as scary as they might think without going in and checking it out. You just reminded me of an article I read this week, too, that is gaining in popularity. And I remember that these existed 20-some years ago or even 30 years ago, but... You go get your mortgage, and part of the mortgage is one re one free refi. If I can't say it, oh yeah, yeah, one yeah, refi- <laughs> yes, yep, <laughs> refi. No, we don't want to refi. We want to refi. <laughs> it's like Wi-Fi refi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, why refi? That's what it should be, and it's a great thing. Yeah, they will. They'll let you drop down once without the fees, which is fabulous. Yeah. So yeah, yes, that's built fabulous. into your contract already. So then that right. takes some of the stress away from it. Definitely it does. So right now, the analysis... So, okay, I was going to say, so then if you look look across the board at all the prices, the median time on market is 47 days, okay? okay. Now, not there bad. Are, not bad. There are some price ranges where it's worse, like, uh, for instance... Uh, three to four hundred thousand is fifty eight days, and um, seven hundred to eight hundred was forty five. Well, that's not worse. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's not. It is not bad. I have to admit, it's not as good as it was. But again, we've talked about why that is also. Right beneficial to the buyers, right? I've been seeing this post over and over on Facebook because people are trying to, well, I should say realtors are trying to educate the general public that yes, interest rates are a little higher right now, but if you think you're going to just wait around, wait for them to drop, you are 
asking for problems because what's going to happen is once things do level out and they will they will because they what do. what goes up does come down and this real estate and rates it's all very secular right it just goes in cycles and we know what's coming and we know it because we look at what's happened in the past so when they get back down to even when they get back down to six, people are going to go crazy. Every, I've said this before, but I think it's worth repeating. Every time the interest rates drop by 1%, it's a known fact that 1 million buyers come back on the scene. Okay, nationwide, of course. Yeah, but that's so, a million Yeah, that's people. a lot of people, <laughs> a million people. So once we drop 1%, that's another million buyers. Once we drop 2%, that's another million buyers. Once we get back down to where they're probably going to rest, which is going to be right around five somewhere, sure. give or take, right? There's going to be tons of buyers. All that pent-up energy of those buyers who've been waiting are going to be back in the market and guess what? Our prices have not gone down. Prices have continued to go up, not as fast as they were going up a few years ago, but prices have continued to inch up. Well, they're going to start going up at a much faster rate when all those buyers are back in the market and the interest rates go down. Yep. So you're going to get right back to the situation where you're in a bidding war. There's 10 other people who want the same house. You're going to write on five houses before you get one. When you do, you're going to waive the inspection. And you're going to say, oh, I don't, I don't care if I'm paying 30000 over the appraised value. I'll cover that part with cash. And, you know, all those scary things that happened just a few short few years ago are going to be back. So right now, you can write an offer. You can do some negotiating. You can have an inspection. You can ask for the defects to be corrected. You're not necessarily fighting with another buyer. I'm not going to say you never are because with the shortage of inventory, we're definitely still seeing multiple offers. I mean, it's a thing. It's just that they're not going crazy above. The, I've even seen, I've had a client win with multiple offers in multiple offers with a full price offer. So we didn't even have to go over. We just had better terms. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like we saying. had more money down or clicker close yeah. date or combination thereof. Or not contingent on selling another house. Or something yeah, like you that. definitely don't want to be contingent on selling another house if you're in a multiple offer situation. Yes, you can get away now again, once again, with writing your offer contingent upon the sale of your home. And, you know, again, that was a thing that when the rates were low, forget about right. it. No way, no <laughs> way. And it makes it so much easier because people will come to me and they'll say, now, how does this work? Because I have to sell the house I'm in before I qualify for another mortgage. But if I go out looking at houses now and I have to say that I have to sell my house, how does that work? So oftentimes we will suggest that people sell their house first, right? And just get that house sold so they know exactly what they, they profited from the house. They know what they've got in their pocket. And then maybe what they do is they um, rent the house back from the people who bought it. Now, that's something that people don't think about often. You know, like when you're negotiating, you say, yeah, I'll take your offer if you're willing to rent back to me for six months to give me time to go buy a house. So that's a real thing. Or they move somewhere else and rent. And a lot of realtors, including our team, 
are in control of um, rental properties and short-term properties. So we've been able to take sellers and say, we've got a place that you can rent over here without signing a six-month lease, without signing a one-year lease, and live there until you find a house. It's not the easiest, most logistical, you know, logistical way. So the best way is to be able to write that offer contingent upon the sale of the property. And again, that's one thing that we're, I just, I literally just did one this week and it was accepted. And then guess what? Three days later, I did that on Monday and by actually Thursday. So four days later, my buyers and of course, sellers had an offer on their property and were able to, well, we haven't yet, but the inspection will be done sure. and then we'll be able to remove that contingency. So, so it's back to being able Normal. to do that. So there are so many, so many more layers. And I, I just love when people say, oh, you know what? There's not very many houses. I think I'm just going to sell mine, my own, sell it on my own instead of list with an agent. All I can say is good luck. I mean, <laughs> It's it's not as easy as it might sound. And getting the buyer in there to say, we'll buy the house, that's great. But now making sure that the financing is going to go through, that the appraisal is going to go through, that the house has been priced right, that all the closing stuff, you know, there's there's just more to it. So well, let, us, let us help you, really, for real. What are you talking about? Help your organization, because I know this personally with my children. You're there every step of the way with... You know, hey, I'm calling up because this is now we need to move to this step. And then, yeah, there, and there's this. so many of those, there's so many steps that people don't realize happen, you know, and so they just don't realize what happens behind the scenes. It was, it was really sad because, um, Triada, you know, Triada, she yes. works really hard, really, she's just a really hard worker. She got a Zillow call on a pretty expensive house and I think it was in the 600s and the buyer was from out of state and the buyer said, I don't think that you deserve that much pay, you know, for oh. that commission. <laughs> and she said, well, I get, you know, I'm getting paid through the commission that has already been negotiated with the listing agent and it's, you're not paying it out of your pocket. He said, well, I want you to give it to me. He said, how much are you getting paid? And she told him, and I think on that particular one, it was 3%. And he said, what about if you keep 1% and then write me a check for the other 2%? (laughs) And I will just tell you that he is an incoming physician who works in one of the highest paid departments and she was just, she was taken back by that. And I said, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of bad media and it does make it look like we do nothing. We just put a sign in a yard and write a contract and then it's over. And oh my gosh, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And it really is a, um, it can be a very, very stressful job. And especially when we're trying to take all of the stress away from the buyers and the sellers and carry that so that for them, it's just a delightful and easy transaction. You know, there's an art, there definitely is an art to it. And a lot of hours get put in. So, and all the, you know, you you are a full service. Yes, definitely. And and all that carries, there's overhead attached to that. You have to have the stuff there in, in order to offer it. And and needless to say, she said, you know what? Um, 
always, always, always commission is negotiable, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not willing to do this. So you can go negotiate with somebody else. Good luck to you. So. All right. There you go. There we go. We, we're over time for a break. We have to do that. And we'll return. Robin Gwaltney is with us. Gwaltney Group Remax results on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. We're back with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax results. And Robin, you mentioned that Triada had this situation concerning negotiating her commission. Did does that connect at all to the headlines we saw over the last week about this big lawsuit? I'm guessing it is. So yes, there is this class action lawsuit that took place and people are asking me, what is it about? Well, I was recently at the elite retreat with Remax and our CEO and president, Nick Bailey, explained to us what went down. And what it all comes down to is why the suit came about is because there were realtors that were doing it wrong. Okay. They were saying commission is set and this is what you have to pay and you have to pay enough to pay the other agent X number percent. And that's just a big bad no-no because commission has always been negotiable. Now, like Triada, she said, no, I'm not willing to work for 1%. And so she stepped aside and let them find somebody who was was willing to put all that work in for that percent, right? It wasn't her. So there's nothing, I mean, if somebody else is, good for them. But this is the deal. When you are hiring somebody to negotiate for you, you are going to want somebody who is a good negotiator. And if she can't or I can't negotiate for my my pay, like what I'm going to earn, why in God's name would you want us negotiating for you to try to get you the best deal or to try to get you the most house for your property? You want somebody who is a talented negotiator. That's That's the art of our job right there, right? That's our skill set. And a very, very important one, a very important one. But as you know, Remax was one of the smart ones. They said, we'll settle. We'll, we'll, they chipped in $55 million to that big pool of money that now keep in mind, this is a class action suit. So everybody who bought or sold is entitled if they're in this suit. So they're going to probably get a few hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks. The lawyers are going to do great, but the buyers and sellers really aren't gaining anything. How's it going to change the way real estate's done? Probably not at all. Maybe those people that weren't doing it right are going to learn and and do it right, and maybe not. But as far as Remax goes, when they settled, they said, okay, now this could be a continuance. Everybody could keep coming back and saying, we want to sue for this commission, blah, blah, blah. So when they settled, part of their settlement was, and from this day forward, no Remax agent will be involved in any such lawsuit. And so there you go. There they were go. smart. Yeah, they were smart. Very, smart very smart. We have great leaders at the helm. I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said for working for the number one brand in the real estate world. And I am so proud and so happy that I do. So don't don't be fearful of those headlines of this big, terrible, horrible lawsuit, because 
Um, the lawyers who were handling it are happy. They made a lot of money. <laughs> and it's over. And for Remax, it's over, over. It was over and, a while ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And hopefully people will, I mean, hopefully realtors will be more ethical and do the job the way they're supposed to, you know. You have to tell the truth. You have to let people know how much is being charged, what you're paying out. You know, you have to give that information and just do it the right way. And, and luckily for us, it changes nothing because we've always done it the right way. Yeah. So if you want Robin to be your negotiator. I'm happy to do it. Or talk about anything dealing with real estate in the Rochester area, southeastern Minnesota. How do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Call me on my cell phone at 507-259-4926. And believe me, my phone is in my hand all day long. And if I'm not talking to somebody else, I will pick up your call. And if I can't pick it up, I will call you back. All right. Thank you, Robin. We'll talk to you again next Saturday. And good luck. All right. Have a great week. Simplification process. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> decluttering. De-decluttering. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. All right, Robin. Robin Gualdi. Gualdi Group Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. This program has been paid for.